Welcome to This Creative Life Radio. I'm Felicity O'Connor. Creative women all over the world are unblocking and recovering their creative journey while they rewrite the rules for creative success. Join me as I explore the lives of people engaged in successful creative work and unlock helpful tips that leave you inspired and ready to create. So welcome back to This Creative Life, the podcast, uh, where we talk to emerging artists, female artists, sort of a whole lot of artists really in Australia mainly. And I'm Felicity O'Connor and I'm very glad to be in your ears at the moment and appreciate all the listeners and the lovely feedback uh, I do receive from the podcast. It's really very inspirational for me that we're sort of on the right track doing these things so thanks so much for tuning in again if you've been listening in recently we've been doing a series um called a spotlight series or 15 minutes of fame i like to think of it for the emerging artists that have been part of the exhibition we've called her story and these are six women emerging artists that have been part of my Art Activator program and they have opted through the process of that program to jump into a real-life experience of an exhibition. And it's been a fascinating and fantastic journey to actually nurture these brilliant artists along and give them this sort of opportunity. And we're talking today to artist Natalie Veriest, who has been on the podcast before, actually, after she won a great prize um, up at the Gosford Regional Gallery in New South Wales for her work um, in an emerging exhibition. She won first prize and she can tell us a bit about that. But she's been also through this whole experience of being an art activator, being part of the group program, and now having done a group exhibition in Sydney, um, we thought we could talk about what that whole learning process was like for her. And um, let's see how we go with that. I think it'll be really interesting to listen to to what Natalie's journey was around this because she's had a big year. Natalie Verius, welcome to this Creative Life podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, thank you. That's lovely. You've got 15 minutes, (laughs) like all the artists have. And um, it's great to be talking to one of the artists now at the sort of back end of this exhibition. And so maybe you can just tell us what what the journey was like. And maybe you could tell us, perhaps we could start with thinking about your art and the artwork that you had in this exhibition particularly. Absolutely. So this exhibition I decided to make quite personal works. Um, In the discussion that we had in our Skype groups, we um, came upon the title of Her Story, um, which I thought was very interesting kind of way to flip the idea of history being always written by the males and the idea of inequality between male and female artists that's existed for a really long time. Mm. And I I also realised that maybe a lot of the art that I was making was scared to be quite feminine and vulnerable. And I've, I've had a big year um, both professionally and personally. And I was reflecting a lot upon my personal life and uh, I was actually a little bit scared to be making works about things that were personal, things that were intimate, things that were sexual. Um, and this group actually gave me a lot of courage to explore some of those things in, in a more subtle subtle way and a more feminine way. Mm. So that was a really great opportunity um, to change the style of my work and the tone of my work a little bit and explore 
the more, the more personal side of myself. It was a very brave move, I felt, and I think what I particularly loved about not only your own courage in taking that sort of turn to the left or right, whatever it was in your own work, but <laughs> I, I, I loved the fact that you felt safe enough in the group, you know, you felt supported enough in the Art Activators Program to, to actually take that very real and authentic step. Thank you. It, it did feel authentic. Um, and I remember a really quite early on in the piece, I, I spoke to you and I said, oh, you know, I don't know if I can make works that are more intimate or personal. I don't know what other people are going to think, even in the group. And I didn't know whether being a shared experience and being a group show was the right time to be speaking about myself in like an ironic kind of way. Um, but I think it paid off because I felt like my voice was in the exhibition, authentic to myself, genuine to myself, um, and that it was a safe space um, for me to put it out there without the spotlight being only on me as well, which um, kind of nurtured that vulnerability out of me piece by piece. Mm, mm. And, I mean, it's been fantastic, as you say. We, it was a great title, Her Story, and I think each of the six women artists, you know, really had some very unique personal story naturally you know when with, mm -hmm. with their artwork that was all really different wasn't it and yours was you know like I said it was brave work and it was great I think to sort of experience stepping that out into the public space because you know you can do it it was very successful and you got some fantastic feedback Absolutely. And I think um, bravery has always been seen as a masculine trait, but I look around me um, at so many women who inspire me in my life and I think that they are the definition of courage and bravery. And seeing yeah. all those women there um, who are brave in their own right, it's brave to be up on a wall, it's brave to be um, an artist and to paint or to create, in Alicia's case, to sculpt. Um, so, so there was so much sensitivity, there was so much courage, um, boldness, subtlety in that room and being part of it really, um, it was an amazing experience. Fantastic. And tell us, tell us a bit more about your journey because I know, um, you know, you've been also working on your or had an opportunity to have an internship working on your first movie because film is one of the things that you're also exploring as an artist um, and smack bang in the middle of trying to get all your paintings done and um, be part of the group and all of those things and um, you you had this internship which just seemed a huge amount of hours that, that sort of dragged you off into the to the film set I just really wanted to, to talk about that because I guess all of, all of us have to deal with this situation as artists. There's very few of us that are making, like, the top money, the top income where we can just completely freely paint whatever or, or create whatever we want whenever we want and live the full-time life of that. So many of us have to deal with this incredible balance of, of you know, continuing to learn and develop our, our skills and work and have an income. And you really got caught in the crunch of all of that, didn't you? Right in the midst of this exhibition. <laughs> yeah, when it rains, it pours, right? Um, yeah. So I've been working basically for myself with just doing a couple of shifts a week um, at another job for about two years and moving into this um, film 
work with um, like 50 hours plus at an internship rate. Um, but it, they started me early, so I thought that I would have some time to really get stuck into the paintings and then just kind of fine-tune them, um, which did not end up eventuating. Um, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was really difficult at times and it was exhausting. But I studied fine arts and I studied film in equal parts. And the truth is that they are com complete, equal and incomparable passions for me. So knowing that I was kind of part of this um, crazy hustle that was actually um, flitting between my two biggest passions was at the back of my mind really keeping me going and keeping me passionate. Um, the film work and being in um, such an interactive environment, I mean, a film is an ecosystem and you're kind of pushed into... Um, working really hard in that environment. So I would come home and then try and paint. Um, sometimes I was up till really late and I think that this did take a bit of a toll on my mental, physical health. Um, but nothing, nothing too crazy. I, I think it's really important, as you've spoken about in podcasts, that artists are really healthy people. We're needing to go, go, go all the time. Mm. Um, but there, there was a question to me um, about, you know, am I pushing myself too hard? Am I trying to make everything happen at once? Could I be taking this slower? Um, th there's a side of me that's come out of this and thought um, part of overcommitting is slightly unprofessional because it is a bit of a disregard of the work that needs to go into an exhibition. Um, so the things that I faulted on were things like, you know, framing things perfectly, um, communicating properly with people who are organising. Um, and there was something in the back of my mind that maybe felt I was letting the people in the exhibition down just a little bit. Um, but in saying that, coming out of the end, I do now have the experience of the exhibition, the opening, the networking. I created works, not all of which were exhibited, that I would not have made if I was... Um, not thinking about an exhibition. Mm. There's less of a gap in my my artist CV now. I um, I have more to lean on in terms of grants. Um, there, there's so many positive things that have come out of it. Um, but my advice to people listening would be to not underestimate the work that it takes to be an artist and to not um, leave adequate time because in a way it does take apart the idea that you're doing it on the side and mm. it works best when you are doing it as full-time and as committed as possible. Yeah, it's such, it's such good advice. I, I see it constantly underestimated how much work it actually takes and there isn't a top existing artist that doesn't work or has put in a, an absolute massive amount of work. There just mm -hmm. isn't one. That, that doesn't exist. I know, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, isn't it, that people say, well, I can only do it part-time. Okay, you can, you can only do it part-time, but what else do you do with your time? Yeah. Like, what do you really do with your time? Like if you're spending four hours a night on Netflix, then, <laughs> um, you know, you've got, you got to look at what, what you can do to manage that totally hard-working commitment. And, mm -hmm. and I agree with you. You've got to balance that, don't you, with looking after oneself. Yeah. And I know that's been a real kind of learning curve for, for a number of the artists actually going through this. How do you get all that work done and 
you know, pull, pull, pull yourself into it, yeah, it's and work and have an income and manage family and kids and all sorts of stuff. Right? So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that in part maybe some of that is answered by, um, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this, but being in a group exhibition versus a solo exhibition where the, yep. a lot of this sort of support firstly is there for you when you're having a tough day you're not getting the the paint the work isn't just coming together that you can reach out and someone else will be there for you and really get that and also then the practicality of just sharing the 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 you know the whole a number of jobs and tasks that one might have to put together an exhibition absolutely um my advice would definitely be to look into group exhibitions um, mm. I remember maybe two years ago having a call with you where we were discussing me doing a, a solo show and really group shows weren't entering into my consciousness of what was possible and what was applicable for my level of experience. But the group show, it, it is a nurturing environment, especially being led by you, which was really positive in terms of now when I plan something in the future, I'll know all the boxes that need to be ticked off. Um, I'll, I'll give you the other that, list, the boxes that you didn't see that, that you'll exactly, need to take off. I'll exactly. have to share that with you because it was a long list. <laughs> and, and it takes the pressure off somewhat as well, knowing that um, not everything needs to be done by you, but also that the, the work is going to be carried by different voices. Um, yeah, the, the collaboration is, is a really strong point. I just wanted to add as well, I think that, coming back from this, my idea would just be it's not either or. It can still be in a both-and mentality, but you need to just really plan and block off your time better. Mm. So leaving enough time that when people, you know, when they approach me for the film and say, can you start early, maybe I would have negotiated and said, look, I still need maybe a week and a half to really start all of these paintings that I want to make, and then I can start working with you instead of just saying, yes, absolutely and leaving my painting on the, the back burner somewhat till later. Um, and I think generating that strength in your art and the conviction that it's worth it, um, which does take time, will then grow it because you will be spending more dedicated um, mental energy on that work. The artwork that we make is it's part our mind and it's part our technique, but it's also in part our circumstance and sometimes there's only so much you can do and you know that it, you know, could be better. <laughs> I mean, getting to that point where you know that it's everything it could have been is a satisfaction that I had at the beginning of the year and it's a satisfaction I didn't necessarily feel in this show. Mm -hmm. But even knowing the difference between myself as an artist in working to my full potential and being slightly constrained was so telling for me and was an amazing learning experience. Yeah, and I think that's that's my point, that going forward you will probably often experience that that conflict of being pulled in a number of directions. Mm -hmm. And from the way I think about it sometimes is that, that the exhibition you have is a glimpse in time of what it is now. Yeah. That, you know, you're going to continue to work as an artist and improve because you've got that hunger, you've got that commitment you know, you, and you've got the talent to do it. So if you can combine all of that and then just realise that slightly uncomfortable sense, well, this has been my experience, that it's not the absolute best ever moment, you know, that you, you've done absolutely everything you could 
at the point that you're in, in that point of time, and yeah. that you're willing to kind of share that as it is, as part of your story, you know. Yeah. Um, and part of your story this year has been how to manage your time, how to deal with income pressures and painting, how to have another creative passion in, in your filmmaking and wanting to take those opportunities. I, I think it was great you took that opportunity and I don't think from an audience perspective that there was anything in that exhibition that, that felt compromised. I think yeah. it looked really polished and really finished and it, um, for anyone that hasn't seen Natalie's work, you know, it's incredibly detailed, intricate. Uh, you know, you, you had... Um, a particular one of the paintings that stands out, you know, is the shirt. So it's so realistic, the folds in the cloth and the beautiful tones. Um, apart from knowing the story behind what that shirt was about, just technically, you know, I don't think, you know, you left anything on the table there. I think you put it all there. It was terrific. It was really Thank terrific. You. And so, yeah, so I, I just um, share as well that the day of the exhibition, I was trying to like put everything together and I felt like there were certain things that I hadn't done logistically and mm -hmm. how I was going to get everywhere. I had a lo lovely Corinne picking me up and I, I really did have like a little mini breakdown. I just started to cry in front of my housemates. I was like, I just, I don't mm. like, I was so overwhelmed. And then when we had all our works out in the, um, the gallery and we were kind of working out where everything was going. I just felt so low for some reason. And I think I was like looking at everyone else's work. So it was just so beautiful as well. I'm thinking I had just haven't done enough and I, I felt a little bit not good enough. And then as the day progressed, just that beautiful energy, that warm energy of all of the artists there and then seeing how everything ended up on the wall and um, letting each piece shine in its own right. I did feel so proud and I felt so proud at the opening of my work. Um, so I don't want to put everything down to a negative tone. There was so much that I um, loved about the last couple of months and working on these pieces. And in particular, the work um, torn that I made, I think had a really interesting um, energy back from the audience because it had that semi-explicit nature and being like, the form of female genitalia, but being so small and so subtle and um, just seeing people's interactions to that has really, I think, touched a nerve with me about the kinds of work I want to make in the future. And I could feel it. I could feel it in my body that there was something special about that work. And I've studied art for a really long time and it's kind of like a pulse that you feel. Um, so, yeah, it's really put me in the right direction. Um, I'm really happy about that. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, a great description. And there was certainly something about the presence of your work that was very strong but subtle at the same time. And um, that's, that's certainly how it came across to me anyway. And, yeah, really, really great for you, I think, as an emerging artist to get that feedback and that sense mm -hmm. and that experience of going through all those ups and downs. And I don't think I've ever done an exhibition myself where I haven't been through the same up and downs, maybe at different yeah. points. But there's definitely, and it's really great to hear you sort of voice that pride um, mm -hmm. and getting past the self-doubts and the, the the awful I'm not as good as they are kind of moments. And we've all had them. We've yeah. all had them. I, th I think we get stronger as, as we go forward as artists. I think we definitely get better at that. And um Certainly, I mean, you know, that's that's one of the things that I'm I'm very passionate about helping, particularly female mm -hmm. artists, get past that kind of 
internal dialogue that's like the inner critic that's certainly not not the most comfortable and helpful kind of you know rhetoric to have in your head at that point but yeah it, it was an awesome thing to celebrate and I feel yep. you really came to that particularly that opening night and you were ready to celebrate you had friends and family there you were getting mm-hmm. feedback there was a stack of people at our opening which was just really exciting it was amazing yeah and so many so many wins you know and we were talking about this in the art activators weren't we about how red dots aren't necessarily all that's not the only thing that we we call success yeah um and so just and then and i know you you came to me afterwards and, and sort of said this is this success like it's not even looking for red dots the success is that i'm here that it's on the wall that there are people that have come that there are people that are looking at my work that i completed the work i mean you had so many successes um, on all those other sort of platforms that we can define success. So well done. 100%. Yeah, yeah well, go on. It's just that feeling that you have um, knowing that you've kind of conquered something um, but just, just becoming more as an artist. And I don't think you can call yourself an artist if you're just going to paint or create in a vacuum. I mean, the scary part of it is interacting um, mm. and face facing that interaction with an audience is what makes your work real. Um, mm. And so having that experience on the tail end of a really big year has been so positive. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't change anything. Awesome. Great. That's great to hear. And I, I know Keep that you <laughs> yep, Yeah. Well, we're all, we're all doing that hopefully. And I, I suspect there's some really fantastic things that are going to be coming your way, Natalie Various. It's been great to, to debrief with you and to celebrate again your achievements this year, being part of the Her Story exhibition and an Art Activator member. I know you've got plans for exhibitions and things um, next year or, or the following year. I know we'll be seeing more of you um, popping up in different places. We really wish you the best um, in all of that and continue to hope to be part of your journey. And mm-hmm. um, thank you so much for everything that you have been and been willing to share with us. I uh, really appreciate that. And I certainly think it'll be uh, quite a exciting and inspiring story to listen to for many other emerging artists today so thank you so much natalie Berriest. thank you so much for having me it's amazing to have a platform to discuss all of these concepts and to share part of my journey oh that's that's lovely terrific well um natalie is a member of my gorgeous facebook community called from the easel which is open to people to apply to join if you're a practicing artist and you want to be part of these kind of conversations and other sort of conversations on facebook then from the easel would be a great place to go and um hop in and be part of our lovely community there uh, if you're interested to know more about the Art Activator program that I run, it's a, it's run online and then, as I said, we are setting up um, real-life opportunities for people to actually, uh, for women artists, I should say specifically, because part of what we want to do is work on getting more equality into the art world. And so you could contact my team, team at felicityoconnor.com. You can find things on my website, felicityoconnor.com, and we would be happy to talk to you, work out how we can give you a hand up and perhaps you may well get the opportunity to be part of an exhibition like Natalie has with the Her Story exhibition this year in Sydney. Thanks again, Nat. I'll see you soon. And thanks for listening into this Creative Life podcast. I'm Felicity O'Connor and I'll be back in your ears sometime soon, I'm sure. Thanks. 
Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you're feeling really ready to jump into your creative life. If you'd like more information about my inspiring 12-week online program to seriously unblock your creative life, pop on over to my website, felicityoconnor.com, and go to the Work With Me page. If you're after a super friendly, helpful community of creative people to hang out with, you must check out my amazing Facebook group called From the Easel and join hundreds of artists and creative people that have discovered that they don't have to take this journey alone.